Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. We want to engage ideas on what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. And now, the Humanity Matters Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Humanity Matters Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher. Glad you could join me for more content. And today, just reflecting on America. It's a very curious place. Hey, if you ever got a question for me, you can email me at Humanity Matters Podcast at gmail.com. Humanity Matters Podcast at gmail.com. So we are in February. It is second month of 2021. Black History Month. Valentine's Day. Shout out to Philip Lee and Georgette Fletcher, my parents. They're going to be celebrating 49 years of marriage this month. Wow. Coming up on half a century of being together. Uh, So a shout out to my parents. You guys are my heroes. Give a great example. So much love to you. I got a birthday coming up this month as well. Big four, eight. So looking forward to celebrating that. It's done here in America, as I like to say. Good old United States of America. Now, America, she is under some heavy introspection as of late, at least within the last four years. But introspection is good. We should, from time to time, take a moment, look in the mirror, take a walk, take a drive, whatever, think about who we are as individuals. And in this case, thinking about who we are as a nation. You know, one of the most influential thinkers, economists and historians of American history is Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois, William Edward Berghard Du Bois. First black American to graduate with a doctorate from Harvard. In his influential text, The Souls of Black Folks, he offers a provoking critique and a prophetic vision for black life in America, considering the direction of not only American blacks, but the whole race of persons in the 20th century when this was written. And he said this, it was written in 1903, and I quote, It is then the strife of all honorable men of the 20th century to see that in the future competition of races, the survival of the fittest shall mean the triumph of the good, the beautiful, and the true, that we may be able to preserve for 
future civilization, all that is really fine and noble and strong and not continue to put a premium on greed and imprudence and cruelty. Close quote. Those beautiful words, right? The triumph of the good, the beautiful and the true. So America's always been a curious place to me. Um, historian by training, my undergrad. America has had good moments and bad moments. There have been times America has not lived up to these beautiful ideals and principles. They're beautiful ideas and principles, right? They're good. They're beautiful. They're true. All men are created equal. Um, the ability for individuals to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But, you know, as we know, it's taken time for that to manifest in reality in regards to different segments of the population. I mean, it's just facts. So I've wondered about my place in this country. So, you know, as you read back over the founding of this nation, the ideals upon which it was founded, and it, you have to admit, you have to admit with much curiosity, what would the founders think about America today? What would they have thought about the Civil War? Women voting, public education, career politicians, number of wars that America has been involved in, the number of interventions. What would they have thought about a black man who served as the president for two terms? What would they have thought about Donald Trump? What would they have thought about this whole um, discussion as of late about socialism and capitalism versus basically free markets versus central planning? You know, I look at our America like as a household right now any illustration can only go so far got it and so America as a household has uh, at times demonstrated like a schizophrenic mentality concerning human dignity socially and politically like I said we hold these truths to be self-evident all men are created equal then I hear public enemy shout out from um, their track back in the 80s, Louder Than a Bomb, you know, picture us cooling out on the 4th of July. And if you heard we were celebrating, that's a worldwide lie, close quote. Kind of echoing, you know, kind of the words of Frederick Douglass of what is the 4th of July to a slave. You know, I hear echoes about that from Public Enemy. So a document written and stated the national independence of men by virtue, all right, of being equal simultaneously, you know, we had slavery going on, we had disenfranchisement going on. I mean, we had the legalization of dehumanization. I mean, that's the reality, right? So America has always been a, a curious place to me as one part of the nation asserted liberty to own people while another part of the nation asserted liberty to free people, but offered little to no assistance to those freed men and women. So what I'm thinking about there is 
after the Civil War and Reconstruction, and you got all these uh, black men and women who were former slaves, li little to no assistance for them. Got it, you got the Freedmen Associations and things like that. But nonetheless, the government, you know, who <laughs> I got the discussions about the Constitution and, and all of that to get it passed, right? But the government, through its inaction, right, allowed slavery to continue. And the government, in its inaction, <laughs> didn't help those new citizens, right? So America is a curious place. Like, this place is curious. But at the same time, it's a place of powerful movements in our short history. America is not that old, if you think about it. It's just not. 1776 is 2021. We're not that old in the scheme of history. And so we've had movements which seized upon those epic words, right? They looked at those words. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. You know, we're reading it today. All men and women, people are equal, right? But, you know, we have movements come about who seized upon those words, pursuing the equality of men and women in regards to voting, educational opportunities, access to better housing, produced some great technological feats in recent memories. Like, we've produced a lot. Good stuff. So this America, what is this place to me? It's like a house with a schizophrenic mind, which has the address of 1776. Someone will make it 1619, right? It has the address of 1776, but has locked so many away. It's a house which has children playing in the yard and learning to pursue life as so many black babies are being disproportionately aborted. It's a house which has prosperous dinners and the best furniture so one can pursue happiness, yet we got people who languish in poverty. America is a curious place to me. So we are a, a diversity of people in this house, right? So talked about W.E.B. Du Bois, another great writer, Langston Hughes, right? Identified in this place called America, the existence of a population of diverse and scarred people who have been united by suffering. Yeah, different groups have tasted different degrees of suffering, many times at the hands of their own government. Let me say that again. Many times at the hands of their own government. Yet, yeah, nonetheless, America is made up of people, people bound together by language, by customs, and above all, this dream of opportunity. Hey, we're about to hear a word from our sponsor, and we will be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Humanity Matters podcast, and talking about this curious place called America. So, you know, our American people have made great strides over the generations. Hear what I'm saying. The American people. 
Who are the American people? So we should celebrate those Caucasians, Blacks, ADOS, or what's called African descendants of slaves, Native Americans, Latinos, Asians, and then immigrants from all across the world who have come to this place called America. So those groups that I've mentioned, many people have seized opportunities to shape this place in a variety of ways. Life, liberty, and what? The pursuit of happiness. But here's the other reality, right? There are still among us those persons that Langston Hughes described as fooled, scarred, disconnected from a home and holding on to a thread of hope. (laughs) What about the 13% of Americans in poverty and the 18.8% of Arkansans in poverty. You know, I live here in Arkansas. So um, what's the poverty rate where you live? So you see Dr. Du Bois and you see Mr. Hughes standing together. They stand looking at this place called America and seek to, Oh, provoke its people to practices which are good, which are beautiful, and which are true. (laughs) Remember what Du Bois said, the triumph is what? Those things that are good and beautiful and true. Practices which will move people socially and politically and economically and religiously. You know, it would just, just, this goodness and beauty and truth, right, would would pervade, be triumphant in all of these different spheres of American life. That it would move us toward activities which embrace what's noble and, again, echoing Du Bois's words, reject what is undignified. And so we got to continue, right? It's hard work because of the diversity of people in this country or in your state or your city, right? We got to continue to figure out ways how to, as best as possible, live as a healthy family in this one house called America. On some level, we are family. On another level, we're not. I got it. Again, for the sake of this illustration, You know, we are a family of human beings. We have dignity, we have purpose, we have creativity, and we have this desire to be known as human beings. As human beings, you know, obviously here in America, we got a variety of ethnicities, right? You look at other countries, it's a lot of other countries are real homogeneous. We have a very unique situation here in the West and specifically in America where we have a diversity of ethnicities, religious face, political beliefs, and other social distinctions. Again, that's one of the beautiful things about America, right? I mean, you could have a homogeneous group of people in thought, in religion, and things like that, but would that be exciting or would that be boring? Just something to think about. Right. So we have to continue to find ways of living as a healthy family in one house. 
I'm going to say it again. We are family. We are a family of human people with creativity and purpose. All right. Second, we got to figure out how to practice good actions which uplift the individual and the greater society. Notice how I prioritize that. The individual and the society. The individual first, then the group. Okay? So we got to look. We're in 2021. So we got to ask ourselves, what are the good actions which will serve the individual and then which will serve the group? Right? If we figure out ways to serve the individual, to see each individual man and woman, regardless of, you know, these all of these distinctions flourish, then the society is going to flourish. So looking like at the economic situation of America, it reveals like there's some weaknesses. Got it. But how can we encourage one another to make meaningful choices that are going to impact the individual lives, but also are going to impact society? All right. So we got to figure out ways to stand with one another. All right. We got to figure out ways to stand and see one another flourish as human beings. And so, um, you know, looking at 2021, we also got to figure out ways to be compassionate to one another as we engage with one another socially. Like we're coming out of a whole lot of mess. You know, we've had the pandemic happen. We've had the craziness with the election and then what happened on January 6th. We've got this us versus them mentality that's continuing to not just fester, but really manifest in a lot of aspects of our society. We have to figure out ways to reduce this tension and be compassionate with one another. So I can't control how one thinks and believes. But what I can control is how I perceive that other person. So when we remember that we're tied together because we've been made in the image and likeness of God, all right, and that we have dignity and worth when we realize those things. And when I realize I have faults as you have your own faults and there are faults that have nothing to do with you or what happened in some other time period of America. And when I realize you have faults that have nothing else but to do with the reason, the way it is, the way you are. Okay. Dr. King said it this way. Um, there is some good in the worst of us and some evil in the best of us. And so when we discover this, we are less prone to hate our enemies. Well, those are good words, ain't it? So, we got to figure out ways to, to practice compassion and serve our quote unquote enemies. Why? Because we're members of the same household, this curious place called America. Like we need each other. We need good acts. We need to practice beautiful compassion. We need to listen to one another. We need to 
realize that this is our home and um, we have been given the responsibility individually and as a society to make the best of what has been given to us. And I think if we continue to, to press forward, we can continue to make America a very curious place. Thank you for joining us at the Humanity Matters Podcast. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. Like us on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Remember to be loved, be kind, be generous. And if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible.